One of the frightening aspects of the nuclear situation today, probably more frightening than any other point since the Cold War ended, is the speed with which proliferation seems to be taking place. These are not massive programs, but it means that more states get nuclear weapons as part of their overall military arsenal. And this has been the general trend, much more than efforts at, at disarmament. Um, I've been particularly uh, troubled and, and surprised over the past few years how difficult it has been to try to move towards where most people thought we were going as the Cold War came to an end, which was towards very comprehensive programs for the reductions in, in nuclear armaments and very clear agreements on a building down of these arsenals. The great, great majority of the weapons still remain with Russia and with the United States. Most of the nuclear weapons arsenals were kept in place, although they were much reduced. Uh, but what is clear is that there was more than enough kept on both sides to destroy the world several times over. Uh, Russia is now going through a period of modernization of its nuclear weapons program. So we may actually end up, particularly in terms of destructive power, with more on the Russian side than what has been the case since the Cold War ended, which is a bit of a frightening perspective. But we know very little about some of the other programs uh, that are underway. We assume them to be, to be rather limited, but it's impossible for anyone at this point to give a, a complete overview of how many weapons are in existence. I mean, there's always been nuclear proliferation going on, uh, ever since uh, 1945, when the United States first produced and then used nuclear weapons. Um, there have been new states that have been taking up nuclear weapons program lately. Um, we know a bit about the Israeli program that came out of the 1960s. Um, we know a bit, of course, about the Pakistani and Indian programs that have been developing. Both countries have, have tested and are now de facto uh, nuclear powers. And now, of course, everyone is talking about the Iranian nuclear weapons program. Um, I have no doubt that Iran intends to produce nuclear weapons. Uh, and we have, of course, the North Korean program, uh, a country that has already tested, even though what we think we know is that they have very few weapons that can actually be used. Whether the proliferation in itself means that forms of nuclear war become more likely, now that is a different way of putting it. Um, I personally believe that that is the case. I think proliferation increases the risk of nuclear war, uh, not necessarily on a global scale, but in the conflict between various countries. Think about the relationship between India and Pakistan, which several times since their last war in the 1970s ha have been on the brink of an armed conflict. Now both countries are armed with nuclear weapons, and clearly that increases the possibility for at some point, if there is a conflict between the two, that people would seriously consider using these weapons in anger. I think the future with regard to nuclear weapons is uh, first and foremost an increasing uh, coalition coming together of non-governmental organizations, of movements on a global scale and governments to seek a nuclear-free world. Uh, I'm more convinced now than ever uh, that that will happen. Uh, it's hard to make predictions with regard to this. The predictions we made as the Cold War came to an end turned out mostly, unfortunately, uh, to be wrong. But I do think that as the problem of proliferation becomes increasingly clear, I think there is more of an incitement on the side of the major powers to join up 
with these movements in pushing towards total nuclear abolition. And this is what I clearly see as the, as the aim. Uh, these weapons are too dangerous for us to live with them. Uh, this is not a matter of military strategy, it's not a matter of strategic doctrine. It is, at the end of the day, purely and simply a matter of human survival.